Today we're going to be checking out the six types of retirement income that aren't taxable. And this is uh, an article written by Go Banking Rates. So one often overlooked aspect of retirement planning is the effect of taxes. Without proper planning, taxes can take a significant bite out of your nest egg. A $1 million portfolio in a 401k plan or traditional IRA, for example, might be worth $800,000 or less after taxes. Similarly, if your investments are in a regular taxable brokerage account, the income that money generates may also be taxable. One way to work around this problem is to save and invest even more during your working career so that you have extra money to pay your taxes. Another is to be tax smart with your investments and account choices to reduce your tax liability to an absolute minimum. And here are several types of retirement income that are not taxable. So let's check this out. Let's see. Full screen. Let's see. Mm. Oh, let's undo full screen. Let's go here. Okay. Roth withdrawals. The easiest way to avoid taxes on your retirement money is to use a Roth account. Both IRA and 401k plans can be structured as Roth accounts, which don't offer a tax deduction on contributions but allow tax-free withdrawals after age 59 and a half. Essentially, with a Roth account, you're paying your taxes up front at the time that you contribute, rather than owing them on your distributions. While you can't contribute to a Roth if your income exceeds certain levels, $144,000 for singles or $214,000 for joint filers, you can convert your traditional plan to a Roth at any time. However, you have to pay income taxes on the amount of the conversion, just as if you withdrew the money. For this reason, it typically makes more sense to start a Roth earlier in your career rather than facing a huge tax bill during your peak earning years. And here's one way to basically look at it. If you could get like a 100% match at your job, it's typically better to do that because you're basically doubling your money. After that, it makes a little bit more sense to simply do a Roth IRA because a good way to really look at it is when it's time to retire. If you have a million dollars in your retirement account, wouldn't you prefer to actually have that million dollars when you actually retire instead of that million dollars being way less potentially? Inheritances. It is not usually a good idea to rely on an inheritance as a retirement plan. For starters, receiving an inheritance is never a sure thing. And additionally, the amount bequeathed is rarely enough to fund a long retirement. However, many Americans do receive an inheritance at some point in their lives and it can often be a good supplement to existing retirement savings. Financially speaking, the best part of an inheritance is that it is tax-free. Even if there is estate tax involved, which is quite a rarity, beneficiaries are not responsible for paying them, which is a pretty crazy thing, right? 
And this is kind of something that you would like to set up more so later on in life for like your descendants, right? It's definitely something that no one should really ever rely on, like ever, because the chances of you actually having an inheritance is basically none, right? Municipal bond income. Municipal bonds are issued by states, cities, and various localities, generally to fund projects like schools, roads, and other items that are for the common good. Municipal bonds are granted tax relief at the federal level, meaning investors don't have to pay federal taxes on the interest earned from any municipal bond. If you buy a bond issued in your own state, you're typically granted a tax exemption from state taxes as well. This makes municipal bonds particularly valuable in high-tax states like California. They can also be a good source of retirement income as they are generally safe investments in addition to being tax-exempt. Now, personally, I wouldn't necessarily really rely on like bonds just because like the actual return on bonds typically are usually really bad. And it would make more sense to like put that money into real estate or put that money into like the S&P 500. HSA withdrawals. A health savings account, or HSA, combines some of the best features of both traditional and Roth IRAs into a single package. Contributions to an HSA earn a tax deduction, and earnings within the account grow tax-free. When used for qualifying healthcare expenses, which is a fairly broad category, withdrawals are tax-exempt as well. Otherwise, you'll face a steep 20% penalty on your withdrawals. However, the kicker in terms of retirement planning is that once you reach age 65, you can withdraw your HSA money for any reason at all without having to pay a penalty. When used for non-healthcare purposes, you'll still face ordinary income tax, but you can avoid the penalty. The best use of an HSA will always be for healthcare expenses, though, as you can withdraw your funds tax-free at any time. So pretty much the best way to like use an HSA is when you've already basically maxed out your Roth IRA, maxed out your 401k if you already have that, already put like traditional IRAs and all that kind of stuff, filled that up. Like and basically you just do this to just basically bump up your health care, right? That's really the reason why you should actually put money into it because there's two ways to look at it. If you are a healthy individual and you put money into this, this could work wonders for you in retirement because you could just have so much money available to you at that time, which is pretty awesome and it's tax-free. But if you might end up having to deal with health issues before retirement and you have to dip into this HSA, it would actually end up helping you probably save a lot on like health care costs in terms of like paying premiums and all that kind of stuff through your insurance. Because if you're able to pay cash, you might be able to get it for cheaper than you would actually have to pay while on health insurance, which is crazy when you think about it, but that can actually happen. So just something to think about. Social security payments. In many cases, social security payments are not taxable, but this is not always the case. 
If you're simply living off of your Social Security retirement benefits, then it is true that they are tax-free. However, if you earn over a certain amount, some or even most of your payments become taxable. Here's how the taxation of Social Security for 2022 breaks down based on income and filing status. Individuals with a combined income of $25,000 to $34,000 may have to pay tax on up to 50% of their benefits. Those with incomes of over $34,000 may face taxes on up to 85% of their Social Security income. For joint filers, up to 50% of Social Security income is taxable for incomes between $32,000 and $44,000, with those earning more paying tax on up to 85% of benefits. Now, this is something that is like so disgusting about the whole Social Security thing. It's like you pay decades into Social Security without really giving you an option like to not pay it. So basically, you're forced to pay this, pay into this. And if you want to actually live like a good life later on, and if your income is actually pretty high later on in life, you're basically screwed out of the money that you paid into it. So... Here's the thing. You never really want to rely on Social Security payments for retirement because the only way where it really makes okay sense to rely on that is if your expenses are extremely low. I'm talking very low expenses. Life insurance proceeds. Just like an inheritance... Waiting for a life insurance payout isn't an ideal strategy for funding a retirement plan. However, it's entirely possible that at some point in your senior years, you will receive some type of life insurance payout. Often, these distributions are in the hundreds of thousands of dollars range, so they can significantly impact your retirement savings. And just as with inheritances, life insurance proceeds are tax-free, to the recipient, at least when taken in a lump sum rather than installments. And I think actually, typically nowadays, you're forced to actually take the proceeds within 10 years no matter what. Same thing with inheritance. So you don't really got much of a choice. You have to get this money into your own hands pretty quickly. Now here's the thing. Not everyone needs life insurance, right? So if you're actually considering getting life insurance, you got to ask yourself a couple things. One, does anyone rely on my income or my time and energy to basically survive? So, for example, if you have kids, if you have a spouse and they rely on your income to actually like live day to day, then yeah, you should have life insurance probably about 10 times what you make per year. Also, if people don't necessarily need your money, like your income, but they rely on your time to take care of them, let's say that you have an elder, like elderly parent, a spouse with special needs, a kid with special needs, a family member with special needs, whatever, right? And you spend a lot of your day a lot of your week, a lot of your life, dedicating to basically helping that person with their everyday tasks to basically survive. If you were to go away, 
you would want money that could pay for like a nurse or someone, like a caretaker, to take care of that individual's needs that you were taking care of originally. So that's a situation where you would actually probably want life insurance as well. It's just something to really think about. And again, about 10 times what you would typically make per year, or in the case of the services, how much a caretaker would end up basically need to be paid for the same services that you did for free, but actually what would their actual pay be for that same amount of time and effort. And again, it's just something to really think about. Let's see, anything else in this? Uh, No, there is not. Okay, feel free to give your thoughts on this. Stay tuned and subscribe for more personal finance commentary slash listicles. And if you want to learn how to get out of debt and master your money, go down below and learn how I got out of debt and grew my net worth in a very simple manner that basically anyone can actually do.